RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the mainland has reported a slower than expected economic growth of 7.9% for the second quarter compared to the same period last year. A tourism professor expresses concern after the Labour Secretary says the government can no longer continue to support the tourism sector and authorities are looking into the possibility of allowing fully vaccinated helpers to come to work here as the SAR faces a shortage. The mainland has reported a slower-than-expected economic growth of 7.9% for the second quarter, compared to the same period last year. That's slightly lower than analysts' forecast and down significantly from the record year-on-year expansion of 18.3% recorded in the first quarter, which was heavily skewed by the coronavirus-induced slump in the first quarter of last year. A spokeswoman for the National Bureau of Statistics, Liu Huaihua, says the world's second largest economy has been recovering steadily, while warning more challenges are ahead. Speaking through an interpreter, she says the central government will continue to support economic growth. We see consolidated growth and further stabilisation, but we see a lot of uncertainties and destabilising factors coming from both at home and abroad. And there is still a challenge that we face, so we need to work harder to consolidate the economic recovery. So we will continue to follow the decisions and the plans made by the Central Party Committee and the State Council, and we will give more support to the economic sector. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong needed to fix its negative image in order to attract more mainland tourists and business travellers and get more policy support for the sector from the Central People's Government, or CPG. Mrs Lam made the comments during a question and answer session at LegCo today where lawmakers repeatedly asked her when Hong Kong would reopen its borders with the mainland. The CE said she attaches great importance to Hong Kong's tourism industry and is also having discussions with the mainland's Ministry of Culture and Tourism about how to gradually reopen borders to revive travel, but added conditions to do so were not right yet and they needed to boost vaccination coverage in the SAR first. She also said Hong Kong needs to improve its image first. And without naming names, she said some people were driving people away from Hong Kong. She spoke through an interpreter. For a long time, in the past few years, there have been people in Hong Kong who were actually driving away visitors from Hong Kong. There were people who wanted to come to Hong Kong for travel or business, but then they had very poor impression of Hong Kong and they came here. So if we want to strive for more policy support from the CBG in helping our tourism and retail sector, we must first improve our own image. We want to change the negative perception mainly people have on Hong Kong so that when cross-country travel resumes, then people will be more happy to come to Hong Kong. A tourism professor has expressed surprise at comments from the Labour chief that the government can't continue supporting the tourism sector. Brian King from the Polytechnic University School of Hotel and Tourism Management said the outcome was bleak for long-haul or business travel over the next few years. But he said regional travel would come roaring back and the industry needed support to adapt to new environments. The outcome is pretty bleak for those parts of the travel industry, say the travel agents that are reliant on long-haul sources of business, say the business travel and say from long-haul markets, are they capable of adapting to GBA and to greater China market and others as they resume? No, some will not. 
So the Labour chief has got an argument that these businesses, maybe the staff need to find other employment. But for those businesses that are capable of adapting, I think they need support through this process. One of two opposition lawmakers remaining in LegCo has expressed concern that members will have fewer chances to express their views after changes to LegCo's rules were approved yesterday. Lawmakers can join only six committees at most, and there'll be a limit on the number of members in each committee. Francis Sitt reports. Civic Passion lawmaker Chen Chong-tai said the changes could put non-affiliated or minority lawmakers as a disadvantage. He questioned if geographical constituency lawmakers could only join committees on livelihood issues in future and bypass those on security, finance and legal affairs. But the chairman of Lechko's Committee on Rules of Procedures, Paul Tse, said the changes will ensure greater efficiency in meetings. He said in the past, committees vetting controversial topics had attracted over 50 members, meaning some weren't given the chance to speak during two-hour meetings. Mr. Zer said lawmakers could still express their opinions when the policies were vetted at Leshko's full meetings, where they could raise amendments and vote. Local and Philippine authorities are studying whether fully vaccinated foreign domestic helpers can come here for work as the city faces a shortage owing to a flight ban on the Philippines. The news was confirmed by the chairman of the Union of Employment Agencies, Thomas Chan, who contacted the Philippine Consulate General yesterday. Mr Chan welcomed the policy but believed vaccinated helpers could only get here by mid-August at the earliest. He said out of the 5,000 or so helpers stranded in the Philippines and Indonesia, only 20 to 30% had had their first dose, while less than 10% were fully vaccinated. Travellers heading from Hong Kong to Britain this summer will no longer have to quarantine after London eased rules for arrivals from the SAR. Steve Dunthorne has details. The British government announced that from Monday, Hong Kong would move to its green list of territories, meaning travellers simply have to take a test before they fly and arrange another two days after arrival. Previously, people flying in from the SAR had to spend 10 days in quarantine, either at home or in the place they were staying. Taiwan also moves from the amber to the green list. However, there's no point in making plans for a brief summer visit to the UK just yet. The Hong Kong government is continuing to ban flights from the country. Anyone who has been in Britain in the past 21 days cannot enter the SAR. That's because of a surge in COVID cases in the UK, many of which involve the highly contagious Delta variant. Customs officers say they've arrested four men and broken up a suspected money laundering syndicate involving cryptocurrency, the first of its kind. The suspects, aged 24 to 33, had reportedly opened bank accounts across the city and made transactions through a virtual currency exchanging platform. They said about $1.2 billion involving bank remittances and a virtual currency were processed from February last year to May this year. The U.S. Senate has passed legislation to ban the import of products from the Chinese region of Xinjiang, where it accuses Beijing of genocide against Uyghurs and other Muslim groups. The Uyghur Forced Labour Prevention Act assumes goods manufactured in Xinjiang are made with forced labour and therefore banned, unless importers can prove otherwise. The bill must pass the House of Representatives before it can be sent to the White House for President Biden to sign into law. China denies allegations of abuses in Xinjiang. The United Nations has urged governments to restart programs to vaccinate young children against preventable diseases such as measles, diphtheria and polio. 
Data from the, U- the World Health Organization and the UN Children's Fund suggest 23 million children didn't receive vaccinations last year, the highest number since 2009. The WHO's immunisation director, Kate O'Brien, warned of a potential perfect storm of multiple disease outbreaks. As we go from 2020, where we did see actually a period of social engagements that were interventions in themselves for reducing transmission of these vaccine-preventable diseases, in 2021, we have potentially a perfect storm about to happen. And we don't want to get to that perfect storm to be ringing the alarm bell. We're ringing it now. And the World Health Organization has warned of potentially catastrophic consequences in the Middle East from a surge of COVID infections ahead of a Muslim festival next week. The rise in cases after a decline in much of the region in the previous two months is being driven partly by the spread of the Delta variant. The American singer Britney Spears has won the right to choose her own lawyer as she continues her battle to end a complex legal arrangement known as a conservatorship. Addressing the court by phone, Ms Spears demanded her father be ousted from his role in the arrangement. The BBC's David Willis is outside the court. A request by her new lawyer, Matthew Rosengard, for Jamie Spears to relinquish control of his daughter's $60 million estate immediately was flatly rejected by her father's lawyer, Vivian Thorine, who called many of Britney Spears' allegations unsubstantiated. Britney Spears was placed under conservatorship in 2008 after suffering mental health problems. Since then, her father has exercised almost total control over her life and she has said she won't perform in public again until she regains control of her personal life and her finances. Fans gathered outside the court said they wanted to show their support. Britney is just such a light in the world. She's done so much for society, for music as a person. Um, And it's really sad that she was allowed to live in this type of situation for 13 years. A little bit of support wouldn't hurt just being here for her today through all the tough times that she's been through. And no one deserves to go through any of this stuff that she's going through at the moment. Like she said, I believe she's traumatized. She can't sleep. If you look at her, she looks tired. She just wants her life back. A report from researchers who make up the science panel for the Amazon has suggested more than 10,000 species of plants and animals from the rainforest are at high risk of extinction owing to the destruction of their habitat. The researchers highlight the crucial role in the the rainforest plays in global climate and says it's critical to cut deforestation and forest degradation to zero in less than a decade. Deforestation in the Amazon rainforest has surged in Brazil since President Bolsonaro took office in 2019. Culper Precision, the US gunmaker that launched a real pistol that looks like it's made out of Lego bricks, has agreed to stop marketing and selling the product. The handgun could easily be mistaken for a toy. Accidents involving children and firearms have been on the rise in the United States. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,117. That's 331 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $84 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.83 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 74 cents. To sports and at the Tokyo Games starting next week, Olympic champions will have no crowds to cheer them as they step up to the podium, nor will they have medals hung around their necks by officials. 
The champions will have to pick up their own medals from a tray presented to them and there'll be no handshakes or hugs at the ceremony owing to COVID-19 restrictions. To the NBA, Chris Middleton scored 40 points, 10 of them in the final crucial minutes and the Milwaukee Bucks rallied past the Phoenix Suns 109-103 to pull level in the NBA Finals. Greek star Giannis Antetokounmpo added 26 points, 14 rebounds and 8 assists for the Bucks, who are chasing their first title in 50 years. The Bucks equalised at 2-2 in the best of seven championship series, with Game 5 set for Saturday in Phoenix. The Open Championship is about to tee off at the Royal St George George's Golf Course in England. The major tournament returns with notable absences in its 149th edition after last year's event was cancelled because of the pandemic. Here's the BBC's John Murray. No Open last year and it's still having knock-on effects this year in that both Hideki Matsuyama, who won the Masters so well, uh, the first Japanese player to do so earlier this year, and also Zach Johnson, uh, a major champion, a winner of the Open Championship himself back in 2015. Both of those players have been withdrawn for COVID reasons. And actually the RNA, the Royal and Ancient, have warned today that players could be disqualified if they uh, are breaching the COVID. COVID guidelines this week and they've been told to stay away from pubs, restaurants and supermarkets and they have to stay in approved hotels or private accommodation limited to four people. So there is that warning hanging over the players who are in the field this week. Football Lionel Messi has agreed to take a pay cut to stay with Spanish football giants Barcelona. Contract for the six-time Ballon d'Or winner expired at the end of June and he'd been linked with possible moves to Manchester City or PSG. More from the BBC's Joe Parsons. Lionel Messi has agreed to stay at Barcelona until 2026 on a deal that includes reducing his wages to half of his previous salary. The announcement is dependent on player departures that will allow Barca to fund the Argentina captain's wages. Messi, who's 34, was a free agent after his contract that reportedly paid him around $170 million a season expired on the 30th of June. He's now on holiday after winning the Copa America and the finer details of the contract are yet to be finalised. Meanwhile, Paris Saint-Germain have completed the signing of Italian Euro 2020 winning goalkeeper Gianluigi Donnarumma on a free transfer from AC Milan. The 22-year-old joins PSG on a five-year deal. Formula One championship leader Max Verstappen believes his rivalry with Lewis Hamilton is making the season more interesting. After nine races, the 23-year-old Dutchman leads seven-time champion Hamilton by 32 points going into this weekend's British Grand Prix. I think it's also nice that it's two different teams instead of always within one team, uh, the teammates fighting for the championship. We, of course, try to beat each other on, on track, but we can also appreciate, I think, when someone does well. We're having a good time. I think, you know, Lewis is a seven-time world champion. He's achieved already a lot. And that's the news and sport from RTHK. Someone needs to wrap off, off the top.
chest up with my chest up. Do it like you won't do it to me. Got my clothes so wet, I can't breathe. Like a car, throw them D's on me, and we can rock to the beat club. Close at three. I ain't trying to lead you on, on. I'm trying to turn you out, out. Come on, get up on me, baby, like you're bouncing on the couch. And the club, the DJs rock this. This how we pop and drop it. Turn it up, because I'm burning And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 15th of July is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew today. And we have a busy show for you in about 10 minutes or so. We're talking about the Hong Kong ban on flights from Britain and also the impacts on overseas students who are stuck there. And we'll be chatting with Kenneth Chan, who was supposed to come back earlier this month, but is still unable to return home. And we'll be talking about how students are coping overseas. And after the two o'clock news, Sadia Osmani joins us uh, for this week's Thursday Chinwag to talk about managing disappointment. <laughs> Perhaps there's a there's a link between the two topics, being stranded overseas and then also managing uh, disappointment. And finally, after the 2.30 news, Andrew Dambina is here with us with his global and local update.